Chapter 14 Springfield's house was on the edge of town at the end of a long gravel road. It was as tiny as a tool shed and made of wood. The deputy had come from nothing and remained there, raising his enormous family in the same shack he'd been born in. Fontaine stood on the porch, holding his hat in his hands. But before he could knock, a little boy opened a window and shouted at him. Is he dead? The boy asked. The boy's face was covered in dirt, and so were his clothes. A hand grabbed the boy by the shoulder and yanked him out of the window. Then Springfield's wife opened the door wearing only a bathrobe and smoking a cigarette. Springfield's wife hadn't looked excited to see anyone in years. Motherhood had robbed her of happiness. Their oldest child was seven, and they'd had another each year since. Her youngest was just a month old. There were eight babies in that one-room house, and not a single drop of love to be found. Fontaine looked at the ground, uncomfortable with the way she was staring at him. Is he dead? she asked, taking a drag of her cigarette. A big chunk of Deputy Fontaine's responsibilities to the sheriff's department centered around these routine stops at Springfield's house to alert his wife that there was trouble and to not wait up and worry. And every time he arrived to do this, he was greeted with this same question. Is he dead? Fontaine didn't know if Springfield's wife was just hoping her husband had died, or if she, after nearly a decade of loneliness, had just come to expect the worst. Fontaine put on his hat and fidgeted on the home's small stone steps. He tipped his brim and gave her a forced smile without eye contact. He was a bad liar. He's headed to Farmington. Springfield said, pursuing a stolen vehicle. She took another long drag of her cigarette and seemed to swallow the smoke rather than blow it out. Behind her, in the darkness of the house, several young voices moaned and cried. Two others were screaming. One was just yelling. It was a madhouse. Fontaine had never gone inside, too afraid of what he might have to pick up and hold. Does that slut Wendy Montgomery got anything to do with this? She asked. Fontaine looked at his boots and puffed out his cheeks, scratching his ear. Springfield's wife laughed and took another drag of her cigarette, flicking ash right on to Fontaine's chest. He wiped at it and sighed, thinking it best to just leave. Nothing else needed to be said. It was getting hot out and time was wasting. Uh, I'd best catch up, he said with a firm nod, turning to go. Springfield's wife kicked out a bare leg and stopped him with it. Fontaine froze, eyeing her foot where it pressed into his arm. Do me a favor, Wally, she said quietly. If you do catch up with him, just shoot him for me. You'd be doing us all a favor. 
Fontaine kept his eyes on her foot, unable to answer. I'm serious, she said, lightly kicking him. He wishes he was dead. He tells me it all the time, even talks about it in his sleep. If you were any kind of man, you just do him in, and shoot that bitch of his too. Then he'd get to chase her all through hell. <laughs>